0: This is vSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shah on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: We begin our number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel here in Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, Dave Ross, and Amal Shaw. There is, like, Visa and royalty floating around today. Yeah. Uh, we've, uh, like, Stormy Bonatoni just popped in. Of course, they're going to be coming up next with Final Captain. Patrick Maher, there's a rumor that he's actually here today. Patrick
5: Maher's sweater's here. Yeah, like,
4: he's in the flesh. I, in the uh, So, I'm, like, we're not saying come down to South Point now and, like, go up to Patrick and Stormy. But, like, I
6: think they're in the building. Well, I'm not British, so I can't really confirm or deny the royalty aspect of it. But the other two would be accurate. <laughs> I believe they're here if you want to come on down and say hello. Uh, we do
4: want to give you our pro tip for our number one. It, look, we we're already looking ahead to next year. And I, I think the, the pro tip of them all is pretty simple and, and a wise one that you gave out, which is you see some of these numbers today and you go, oh, it feels like good value. Your point of the Bengals was excellent. Last year, if you remember, after playing in the Super Bowl to the Rams and they lose their first two games of this of this season here, they were 0-2, you would have gotten a much better number if you'd waited on the Bengals per se, right? And you get a great number after an 0-2 start, than you would have gotten here 11 months or what, you know, seven months removed before we start the season. A lot of times these numbers look good. We don't know what the draft looks like. We don't know what free agency is going to look like you might want to be
6: careful before dipping your toe in that NFL futures market. Well, you know, I think Kelly brings up the point about tying up the money, and he's absolutely right. You know, Dave, you're, you're giving your money away for a long period of time, so I think that's something you want to be concerned with. Unless you see something that's such an egregious error that you think it's worth it. If you see a bad number, then you take advantage of it. Otherwise than that, I don't think it's something that you'd want to make the play on. Yeah, I,
4: I totally agree. So, again, I, you know, I, I look at the Cowboys at 16 and when I go, ooh, feels like pretty good value today. You might be able to get a better number depending on what happens in the draft. And, again, just go back to last year in the offseason. When the numbers came out, say, to win the NFC East this time last year, Cowboys had been the, the defending champs. You could have gotten the Eagles to win the East before the draft and before the A.J. Brown trade at over 3-1. to one. So you're gonna, and then all of a sudden they get the AJ Brown, they they move up in the draft, they get, and everything changes. Your perception of teams changes dramatically before you get from April to September.
5: Yeah, I I think that's, but I so like I bet the Eagles, right? But I got them at like plus one seventy, plus one eighty to win the division. But it was after knowing all that information, right? Which I'd much rather have that ticket, knowing that they have AJ Brown, knowing what they did in the draft then 3-1 to before it.
4: Right. So, yeah. So, it's a guessing game is what we're getting at here, people. Before we know what these teams are going to do in free agency, you and I tried to lay it out a little bit offensive lines for certain teams that we think will be power brokers next year. The same teams that are in the playoffs this year will not be next year. Look at the Rams, right? There's always going to be some teams that fall out, and there's going to be a surprise team that falls in next year that we don't know about yet.
5: Well, I think I got the perfect example for you. How about every Chiefs wide receiver that made a catch yesterday in the Super Bowl was not on the roster last
4: year? How about that? Wow. Not on the roster mm-hmm. this time last year. So there you go. There's going to be teams that look dramatically different from what we saw right now.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I think they're proving that. Look, as long as you guys got guys that can hold on to the football, Mahomes is going to find a way to get it to you. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah.
4: So, again, just a food for thought there. Again, as a VEASAN pro subscriber, you have access to up to 20 of these pro tips a day across the, the betting spectrum here on the platform. So all you have to do is go to VEASAN.com, sort those out by show and or by sport. Let's get into college hoops here because, again, now we're really turning the page. You and I have been talking about it for a month or so. You know, hey, Johnny, come lately. He's into college basketball. Now everybody's an expert. You've been watching this stuff closely since before the actual season began in October and November. Here we are now in February, and you get to a team like, say, North Carolina, preseason number one. Doesn't that feel like 20 years ago already? It does. And now you've got the unranked heels taking on Coach L, Jim Laranaga. Some would call this a system play. The unranked team, favorite at home against the ranked team. Carolina, the laying five.
6: That total really high at 156. What do you make of it? I think this game probably gets close to this number, unless it's just poor shooting from both teams. But, I think this number's tough to lay with Carolina. I'd be more apt to take it with the Hurricanes at this point in time. This is a good, well-balanced offensive team. Larenaga's team has been successful all year on the Mm -hmm. offensive end. 20-5, and sitting third in the ACC, averaging nearly 80 points a game. They have just been outstanding in terms of shooting the ball, Day 48% from the floor, 36% from the three-point line, uh, and then an impressive 77% from the uh, free throw line. Carolina had a nice dominant win against Clemson. They trailed early in that one. Did a nice job of coming back. But this team's been inconsistent. Uh, but I expect this to be a high-scoring game. I think it goes over the 156. All right, so maybe lean more towards the
4: total rather than Correct. the side. But I'm with yeah. you. kind of. My first blush would be, I get it, unranked, you know, that has cashed a lot. It's been profitable system. Five feels like a little bit too much. You know, you look historically in the NCAA tournament, and Carolina now, number one to unranked, okay? Even go back as far back as Coach Gut when he took over for Dean Smith, and I believe they got to the final four as like an eight seed that first year. Right. Is is Carolina, if they do, in fact, we believe there will be a tournament team at least, Will they be dangerous in the tournament? Forget about the rankings. Forget about the struggles. Forget about the fall from grace from number one. Can they flip it back, play with those bigs like Baycott down low, and actually maybe poison some, some trouble for teams in the tournament?
6: Yeah, I think the key, the key for them is uh, Caleb Love and R.J. Davis. Those guys have got to play consistently well. I think Baycott you can pencil in for 15 and 10, but mm-hmm. – to me, it's Caleb Love. I think he's the guy that makes this team go. If he's playing well, they've got a shot. I'll tell you one thing, though, this is a really important game for Carolina tonight at the Smith Center. You go on the road on Sunday next weekend uh to Raleigh, you take on NC State, and by the way, that team is playing uh-huh. extremely well. Nobody's talking about the job that they've done so far this year. You're at Notre Dame, should get a win against Mike Bray's team because Mike Bray's team has three competent offensive players. The other guys are just there to inbounds the ball. Uh, Virginia and then at Florida State, the Seminoles have been inconsistent, as we know, and then Duke to close out. So if they don't finish strong, I don't believe that Clemson – I'm sorry, um, North Carolina – Currently is a lock for the NCAA tournament. Wow! You know that win over Ohio State. Buckeyes are under five hundred. Michigan's had some struggles all year long, as we've seen. They haven't been great. Fourteen and eleven. Uh, they lose at home to Indiana. Who, by the way, Mike Woodson's done a great job with the Hoosiers this year. Trace Jackson, Davis company playing extremely well. Uh, so I, I don't believe that North Carolina is the lock. Remember, they lost to Iowa State. Um, that would have been a good win for them. Mm-hmm. They do have a win over College of Charleston. They lost to Indiana. When you go through the schedule. The two teams, three teams they played in the Big Ten, two of them were on the outside of the tournament looking in. Heck, the rest of the conference apparently is going to get in the tournament. So I think it's going to be a tough spot. You lose twice to Pittsburgh. In my opinion right now, North Carolina is going to be joining your Syracuse Orangemen Stop. in the Knit. Uh, Syracuse still a bubble team.
4: For the NIT. They're hanging right there in that bubble. Let's get to the conference I know that you think is the best in college basketball this year. Let's talk about Texas against Texas Tech. Now, normally you would think guns up at home – I don't know what's happened to Texas Tech this year, but it's not been the same. But look at this. You got the number five team in the country going to Texas Tech, and they're laying
6: four on the road at Lubbock. What do you make of this one? Guns up in this one. Too Mm. high of a number. Uh, Listen, no banner's going to play well uh, in this one. Harmon's been terrific for this team so far. I, I think when you look at this Texas Tech team, it's just simply been a byproduct of playing in such a great league. They beat K State at home on Saturday. And by the way, if you had a chance to see that game, Keontae Johnson, learn to play with your teammates, man. Don't pout just because you don't get the basketball in a possession. Oof. This is a good, good Texas team, ranked number five in the country. But to win in a revenge spot on the road in a rivalry, hostile environment, I'm going guns up here plus the four. But well, both these teams are affected by Chris Beard in different
5: ways,
4: right? That's yes, absolutely right. I mean, obviously, when Chris Beard was at T-Tech, they, they had great success there. He goes to Texas, and then he gets uh, his job is, is taken away for things that happen off the court. And all of a sudden now, you go, well, how is that going to affect Texas? Have they completely,
6: is this group now, have they found a new identity without Chris Beard? They have. You know, this has been done by transfers, right? You've got Marcus Carr transferred from Minnesota. You've got uh, Sir Jabari Rice who transferred in from New Mexico State. Timmy Allen, same thing. Tyrese Hunter in from Iowa State. This has been a collection of transfers that have had a huge impact, and I think that's been the key for them. They're a really good basketball team, a dangerous team come March. They can play a half-court game. They can play tempo. They've got great guard play. But in a particular spot tonight, I think it's going to be a challenge against a rival in this particular matchup. We talk about the Big
4: 12 a lot because, again, it's the best uh, conference in college basketball. And, and I agree with you, all on that statement. And one of those teams that feels like they've slipped through the cracks a little bit because of how good this conference is, is West Virginia. Yeah. And now they're going on the road against Baylor, back up the rankings here, 14th for the Baylor Bears, laying six and a half. We know the guard play that Baylor, Baylor has is really, really good. I mean, just a couple years removed from the national championship here. What about Huggy Bear and, and what West Virginia has going on? Are they a team with a couple high-profile
6: wins that can really put them back in that uh, NCAA conversation? Yeah, they're four and eight in league play, which is obviously under five hundred. Uh, seven other teams in front of them are over five hundred. I, I think they've got a shot still at the tournament, even though despite that record. I mean, when you look at this league. Baylor right now ranked 14th, Texas, Kansas, Baylor, K state, Iowa state. These are all top 20 teams. Oklahoma state's been good. TCU has been uh, hampered by the injury to miles. That's hurt them. But other than that, I-, I think to me, West Virginia is a solid team, particularly when you get them in Morgantown tonight at the O'Farrell center, it's going to be tough. This Baylor team at home is always a challenge. Um, I didn't play the bears here yet, but mm-hmm. I think the bears win this game. Uh, Six and a half is a little bit of a tricky number, but I'd still lean towards the Bears. This gets back to me when the Big East, the old Big East, Mm -hmm. was the best conference in college basketball. And
4: I remember those coaches would go to the stump for the league and be like, you know, we might be like West Virginia, four games under 500. And they go, well, if you're not 500 in your own league, there's the criteria to make the answer. And they're like, no, 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 we're playing in the best conference. Is that still a demarcation line that if you're... You know, under five hundred in the ACC, you can't make it because that that golden
6: rule of at least being five hundred in your conference still means something. I, I don't think so. When you look at you mentioned the old Big East in the '90s. To me, I thought the the Big East tournament and MSG oh. was better than some of the NCAA tournaments during those years. Mm-hmm. You look in this Big Twelve right now. I've mentioned seven teams, and depending on Miles' health, had that hyperextended knee a few games ago. Mm-hmm. There are seven to eight teams that can win this conference tournament. Look, KU's playing extremely well. Jalen Wilson, if it weren't for Zach Eadie, he's probably the national player of the year. Marcus Carr just hits big shot after big shot for Texas. You look at what uh, Keontae Johnson's done for Kansas State. I think one of the things that I would look at, even Oklahoma State – one of these teams could win the conference tournament. You're going to get some pretty good odds on them. The league has been, without question, the best league, top to bottom, and it's not even close. Very interesting you
4: say that, because Zach Eadie's minus 1,400 to win uh, the John Wooden Award. Uh, Jalen Wilson's next, plus 1,400. Yeah, you so go. those are the top two right there, just with the reverse numbers. All right, let's talk a little NBA next as we turn the page uh, from the Super Bowl here on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
0: If you dare.
3: Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it.
0: Go to Blinds.com for up to
1: 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
3: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: v
0: Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network.
4: We roll on this Monday edition of Big Bets here on Easton Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. It is the first day after when football season's over. I I thought it was the first day after Sunday. You don't cry like the rest of us that are like, oh, we got to count down the days till we get to either the draft in April, college football. I know people are out there with countdowns
6: to weekends till we start up. You're just one of those guys like, hey, I got college basketball. I got soccer. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm still depressed about the fact that Ryan Dayton didn't go for it on fourth and one against Georgia. Gotta let it go. Why? I mean, you would have won a national title. You get to play a scrub like TCU in the national title game.
4: You know, the one thing that I'll give Sirianni, again, I like to pound on Sirianni a little bit, but he's kind of, he's, I feel like now I need to actually give him credit. They do. They go for it a lot in fourth down, and they did it a lot even in the Super Bowl yesterday. It does pay dividends, but it's because the team is successful at running those, like the Hurts, you know, mush rush type play. I wonder if the league is going to look at that and say, competition committee, that's unfair. I've heard people talking about this. I am a anti-illegal defense guy in major sports. I don't think the term should exist. If you can't stop it, run it. And I don't want the league to come in and go, you know what? You can't push the quarterback from behind because nobody can stop it. Figure
6: out a way. If you're what? not good
4: enough to stop it, that, why
6: that should that play then become illegal? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I'm indifferent on it. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. Um, you know, it's fine as is. I don't, I don't really see the need to change it. But you know, know they're going to do that, right? It's going to be called the the eagle rule. You can't push the quarterback. I think, in
5: the I think it will end up being banned. Too. The, I
6: thought it was the TCU play. That was the first team I saw run that. Oh, really? Yeah. Before I, Reggie Bush and the push push. And... Well, the Bush one, he just is like, hell yeah. with it, man. We're about to lose <laughs> on this four feet of grass. And, you know, by the way, you know, the funny thing is he wasted all that because if Reggie Bush doesn't lateral the ball, they win the national title. That's right. Nobody ever calls him out on that. I don't understand how you can get away with such a horrific play and cost you a national title. It did, in fact. But, again, we've seen rule changes because of smaller things, like baseball, getting ready for
4: baseball season. They've outlawed the shift. It's just the dumbest thing to me ever. And, you know, I heard Jeff McNeil, by the way, the batting champion, let's go Mets. And, and, you know, the squirrel said, fine. If they play me straight up, I'll just hit it where they ain't. I mean, if you're good enough –
5: why do we have to create more rules to favor the offense? Uh, if, if the Saints do that, they could do that every play with Taysom Hill next year, and that thing will be banned by week four.
6: Absolutely. They're going, oh, we can't have this. I don't think they'd do it in the middle of the season on something like that.
5: They'll do it, they'll, they'll talk about
6: it at the competition committee I, I would be running that with Taysom Hill as well. You mentioned the baseball one. I think the best thing that probably Manfred could do, first of all, is resign. But if he's not going to do that, <laughs> I think he could just ban the sport because – the way they they run it, it's so poorly run. It's such a great sport, but they've done a great job of running it into the ground.
4: But remember, they tried to run Gary Bettman out of the NHL. That didn't work out, right? They
6: tried to. Have you run- ever seen a Stanley Cup presentation where Gary Bettman doesn't get booed? You name me
4: a commissioner that doesn't get booed in any major sport. Every time they walk out, boo.
6: Silver doesn't get
4: booed. Boo. They all get booed. I, that's I, the job I, of the commissioner. Take all the bullets for the rich
6: owners.
5: That's what they do. No, I don't when, think, you fo- when you follow up Stern, you know, it's it's a little bit easier. Stern.
6: Oh, my God. Patrick, I mean, he, he knows <laughs> how much I hate David Stern. David Stern is <laughs> my all-time the, most hated sports figure of all time. Yeah, but you're Stern asking about boy. why
5: he do, he doesn't get booed because right, of he's, who he's following. Yeah, that's I got a right. text message
6: from a friend of mine. He goes, when David Stern died, he goes, were you happy? I said, no, I was oh hoping my. he'd get hit by a car. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
4: Uh to action in the NBA tonight. Let's get to the Nuggets and the Heat. <laughs> you know, I keep waiting for the Nuggets to hit a wall. They're not hitting a wall, okay? Laying a point and a half tonight down there in South Beach. Amal, you used to live down in that neck of the woods, right? There used to be a thing like visiting teams so, coming coming to South Beach and their nightlife, and maybe you want to fade the road team. Yeah, so well,
6: Miami, the Heat don't play in South Beach. Oh, right, I'm not good with my enough. geography. It's now. okay.
5: You know, I just—it's it, uh, a lot closer than the Dolphins or the Miami Hurricanes, so you know. Yeah, the Hurricanes out.
6: are only 20 miles from right, campus, yeah. by the way. But So way, that doesn't so, exist. That, what's that, up?
4: that kind of that theory of teams oh no, 100 percent exists. exists. It, does, it, exists. it, it okay. doesn't
6: matter
5: what night of the week it is in Miami. But um, <laughs> now, no. if you're Nicole Jokic, you could probably take down a handle of vodka, and I bet you he'd be still—he'd still, uh, he'd still it's, be playing basketball. Still five. gets you 20, 20 and 20.
6: Whoa. One of my all-time top 10 favorite players of all time, the Joker. Really. Uh, that shove on Morris, catapult him right in the top ten. Never even thought of that guy. He's so, I mean, it was so unbelievable. He's still uh, looking I, for that playing That two hand shove. <laughs> I was hoping they were to roll him out in a wheelchair.
4: That oh my god, <laughs> like I a can't Paul even Pierce say a Morris. wheelchair. So two nineteen and a half, which feels like a low total in twenty twenty three here. Oh and my again, god, yeah, exactly. Right and laying the point half, it's dangerous if you want to play unders. But you know, we did see this week. I know we are all lost in Super Bowl mania. We did see a lot of unders start to cash all of a sudden. In the NBA's, where the over has been the proclivity for the majority of the
6: year. Because you're seeing games like, for example, uh, the other day, Portland. I forgot who they were playing at home. It was uh, Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 140 points scored in the first half. In play, uh, two minutes to go in the third quarter was 270 and a half. They wind up at about 268, I think, in that one. So, there's definitely some opportunities there. This Denver team is... Obviously, people are not talking about them because of the acquisitions by the Phoenix Suns. Well, they didn't do a whole lot, right? They they got rid they got of Bones Highland because there was going... an
5: issue with him and Malone. Oh, that's that, what that the was issue the reason is. for okay. that. That's why he got moved out. I but, believe I just saw, he just had his introductory press conference where he might have taken a subtle shot at the uh, at the Nuggets team. He he made a comment about looking forward to joining two superstar players with only one that was on the on the Denver team. So I don't know if that's a Jamal Murray shot or Listen, whatever. Bang,
4: bang, shots yeah. fired.
6: But see, let me tell you, if I was paid like these guys, I would be above board. You know, I mean, I get paid in peanuts. That's why I say what I want. <clears throat> if I got actually paid well, I would actually tow the company line a little uh, bit more. We, we and hired... to me, you never know. You we might have... end up back in Denver. We you have... don't know. Why burn that bridge? Malone's upper... not going to be there. He's not a Phil Jackson. He's not going to be there that long. We have
4: upper management in the room right now with John Goulet, and you just throw those across I've the I've got bell. Gloria
6: all right on speed dial. Don't worry about it. <laughs> So the one and a half tonight, you laying it with the creamy nuggets or what? I will on the spot because I'll tell you what, I go money line here, though. And the reason for that is, and Kelly knows this, the NBA is the greatest in life sport to bet. Mm -hmm. Because there will be a time where Miami takes a lead in this game and you come back with a plus price on the nuggets or Denver's up by 10. You can take the heat at a plus price of 350 or whatever, depending on the time in the game where you get it. So you now have just mitigated your risk. That's the biggest thing, and I love your tweet the other day. You had about it's about taking a profit. Yes, you never go broke doing that. You know, perfect example. Yesterday at halftime,
5: you could have gotten uh, Kansas City plus seven for the game. Great mm-hmm. number.
4: Absolutely. Again, lock and profit. The check t-shirts.
5: Uh, check injuries before you go firing on this game. Though it looks like Jokic will go for Denver. Jamal Murray very questionable. I'm going to say probably doesn't play. Has missed four straight games. Uh, Questionable tag on him currently. Aaron Gordon, also questionable. But of course, Miami, the New England Patriots of the NBA, uh, everybody basically is probable or questionable. (laughs) with Tyro, Tyler Hero being doubtful for this game. Oh, okay, two, we have two, one doubt. Two,
6: two things. First of all, to do address the Jamal Murray point. First of all, he's Canadian and he doesn't play hockey. How tough can he really be? <laughs> okay, that's probably why he's on the list every day. And also, you mentioned that uh, in terms of the injuries. Is Udonis Haslam going to be available tonight?
5: Udonis Haslam is probable for this game tonight Because you. That, that is how extensive their you injury mean,
6: report is. I mean, he, if he
4: sees time, I'm, I'm playing in-game nuggets. Uh, let's go to the Battle of New York between the Nets and the Knicks tonight. I think the... Uh, The Knicks have been a pleasant surprise. I'm a little surprised when I look at the number of just two and a half. Again, a low total of uh, 220 and a half here. What do you make of the revamped Nets now that everybody's abandoned the Titanic? It's going
6: to be interesting. I want to see how the guys respond. I think Mike Helbridge has got a great opportunity. And I love his comment. He goes, listen, I would have probably traded myself for Kevin Durant. (laughs) Uh, But to me, he's got an opportunity to showcase what he can do. He's not a number one. Yeah, But he can get paid like that. Maybe maybe not at the level of a 50 million dollar Dame kind of guy or mm-hmm. something like that, but I think he's got an opportunity to really show what he can do. Great team guy comes from the Villanova system, which you generally get good guys. Jay Wright recruited good people to he Nova did. as well. Um, this is not a game I'm going to play, but right now sitting at 33 and 23, the Knicks in seventh in the Eastern Conference at 31 and 27 at home tonight at MSG. I think the right, numbers right where it should be. Good opportunity potentially here if you like the Knicks, but I'm not playing
5: this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this Brooklyn team continues to come together, them all. Because look, they still got a lot of good pieces, like you're talking about uh, with Bridges. You got Cameron Johnson, Cam Thomas. We've seen what he's been doing. Uh, Knicks been playing well, well recently. This is a game I'll be watching tonight. Uh, no real bet for me here, though. All right. Let's look at another one very quickly, gentlemen. And, and I do want to
4: talk about the Lakers and Blazers because again, LeBron was seen at the Super Bowl yesterday, and it looked like he was fine, having a good time. Uh, but, he,
5: but he's questionable uh, for this basketball game. Basically. Here we go.
6: So like, y- you get
5: rid of questionable Russ.
6: hangover. Wait, well, hold on a second. You, nobody <laughs> likes to bag on LeBron more than I do. But him attending a basketball game doesn't have anything to do with the health. Football game. I'm sorry, football game. In terms of his availability. Of what, Availability in terms of wait, you're out there dancing with Rihanna, and you ah,
4: don't I have an ankle? Isn't that what the the, the injury is? So we don't know if LeBron's gonna go way into. Look, we're just having fun. LeBron, live your best life. It's the Super Bowl. We get it. Two thirty-eight and a half. How about the Lakers on the road as a as a road favorite?
6: A um, little bit surprised by this number, and again, Kelly brought this up. You this got just, game move, time. just
5: moved Jeremy Grant officially ruled out tonight, dealing with concussion. Uh, okay. yeah, he got he got he got banged
6: up pretty yeah. good the other day. Grant being out's a big deal, but to me, the other thing is pay attention to whether AD and LeBron both are going to go. It's tough i tell you, both these teams are horrific in, in Los Angeles. The Lakers and the Clippers in terms of guys who are going to be in the lineup. Every yes. night you're checking four guys. PG, Kawhi, AD, and LeBron. If LeBron yep. doesn't go, are the
4: surrounding pieces good enough now to win games without LeBron James? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think D'Angelo
6: Russell, double. he's a supreme chucker. Yep. Yeah. Look, so, look
5: I'd look at Anthony Davis' props tonight. What, the thing that you're talking about with that Thunder Blazers game from the other night, absolutely no rim protection with of uh, Nurkic got, out of this yeah. lineup for the Blazers. I think Anthony Davis, if he if he stays on the court,
4: could have a big game tonight. Street clothes, Davis. Let's see if he's out there tonight. All right, much more to get to, uh, and we will look back at the Super Bowl, some of those props that did cash. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on these
0: VSEN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the these experts have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99 v Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by v show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, v betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down the brackets, best bets, and daily props. So don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit v slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Rolling on in this Monday edition of Big Bets here. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. A lot, you and I, were, again, we're together for the Super Bowl. A lot of people had different type of props out there, right? There were so many now in the marketplace that you could bet. One of the first ones was how long would the national anthem be? And I believe it was Chris Stapleton that conducted it. Now, I believe the total was right around 219, 220. Right. And as we were charting this thing, dead under. He was moving, baby. Got that thing going. You always worry about the end notes, like how long are they going to extrapolate the closing Right, because that could go on for some. Mm-hmm. You think it's a dead under, and all of a sudden he just won't stop. Do you, you take umbrage with that on occasion? No umbrage from me. You can go on as long as you want. But the under did cash as Chris Stapleton's rendition of the National Anthem goes under. And then the first one that was actionable for the game was the coin toss. And we talked about this a little bit off-air, mall. like Depending on some shops, some people are laying juice as high as $1.15 for a coin toss. Like, I don't know how you could wrap your brain if you're really, look, if you're doing it for fun, small, I get it. But if you're betting big money in the coin toss, by the way, tails never fails. It was tails. And then, like we talked about all week, inexplicably, what do the Chiefs do when they win the toss? Defer. And then what do the Eagles do? Go right down the field and score. So even though they win the toss, tails, the tails cashes. So that was the first one. then, and then, Opening kickoff, would it be returned, or would it be a touchback? Touchback. Bucker boots it in the end zone. So you had you. I thought you said something else. Oh, what it? What it? (laughs) Bucker.
6: Uh, So there were there were plays to be made before we had one play of actual play in the Super Bowl. No, absolutely. I mean, you could sit there and bet everything you wanted out there. It's interesting when you look at some of the. uh, odds i you mentioned that coin toss I, I just don't understand why you would bet it at minus 115 i don't either when you, if you just shop around you can find some Pro- probably oh. probably people who didn't take the Mensa exam
5: <clears throat> there's shops out there just dealing even money on it these days too really it's, it's, yeah. shouldn't it
4: be unless we're missing something is it weighted to one side i mean you really well, want to get into what this. was the what was the, the science, result it, by the way
5: tails tails
4: tails never fails I lost, f-
5: I lost my $5 Caesars promotional uh, bet. There.
4: Oh, you lost the promo bet? Don't worry, I still get the rewards points, Dave. Okay. So, again, tails, cash, <laughs> plus a dollar. Okay. Would there be a, an octopus?
5: All right, and these are the money makers. These are the bets the books lost, the, uh, the DraftKings lost the most on. Wow. So, we talked about it with Ben Fox
4: in, in the first this hour. So much
5: here. people are betting on the coin toss now look, at 14 to 1, hindsight's
4: 2020. 20. You could always say, well, yeah, of course, because Jalen Hurts could run it in and then get the two. But you have to be you have to have the scenario scenario rather where it makes sense to go for two. Yeah. So like, yeah, great, it cashed now, but how many times if you play that octopus bet, which had never happened in the Super Bowl before, that does not feel like a good bet, even though it cashed. Yeah,
6: because right. the scenario has to play it out. By the way, I see it says KG, KC to win the coin toss and win the game. And KC to win the coin toss was even money. So I'm assuming Philadelphia was even money on the to win the coin toss. Yeah. Yes. So why not just bet the Eagles to win the coin toss and then Chiefs to win the coin toss and win the game? Yeah, because you get three, three to one. one. See, that's where you can manipulate
4: the numbers. And as Amal Shaw would say, lock in profit.
6: Well, I mean, you're a somebody's great say, win the i t- just come back
5: and bet. As soon as they win, I'd bet Philly on the money line. Like, see you guys later. Game's over. Have right. a nice day. I'll have one this, warm water to go. This is where we get to these books have so many so many markets, especially for something like the Super Bowl. It's mm-hmm. it's not even shop book to book, it's shop within the same book. Motor spotted a good one right there. There it is. So again, th- yeah. those are the type of things you should be looking at. The the other
4: one, which of course was loud because they got cameras or they got microphones everywhere. You heard it if you didn't see it. Will a extra point or a field goal attempt get an upright or a crossbar? Plus four fifty. And Bucker just slammed that thing. <laughs> no good on his field goal attempt. That feels like pretty good because again, you could get a long field goal attempt. Theoretically didn't play out here where it comes up short, hits the upright, that sort of thing. It's, it's crossbar. I, I can see where that would feel like at plus 450, you're going to get a lot of kicks. If you think you're going to get a lot of points, which I did that, that could come into play.
6: Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it, it did in this particular instance, but yeah, um, you know, when you look at it, the scoring in this game, you you took the over 56 and a half on the alt line. Mm-hmm. No concerns there. This game flies over the total with 73 points. You kind of got the sense early on, and especially in the second half, Billy just had no shot to stop them. But I, I'll tell you right now, it, Kansas City could have been given five downs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, it could have been 15 yards that they needed to go in three downs for the Eagles, and it didn't feel like the Chiefs were going to be able to slow them down. No,
4: not at all. So, again, if that's how you kind of do these correlated plays. If you think you can get a lot of kicks, whether it's extra points or field goals, at plus 450, that does not feel like a bad one to, to take a stab at. And it, of course, did cash with Bucker hitting the hitting the uh, crossbar or the upright, rather. So that one does get home. For a team to score 30 or more points, I believe it was juiced a little bit uh, to minus an hour 40th memory serves. Both teams obviously could cash that one for you there. Would you have thought about a prop like that if you if you were like me and you liked the alt total to go over, maybe the both teams get over 30. Then you could get a really nice uh comeback there at certain books. First team to score was the Eagles. So that was minus a dollar fifteen. Boy, if you've got the Chiefs, you're like, just take the ball. Because these are the two best teams this year at scoring first, which I couldn't believe either team would defer, no matter who won the coin toss. But the Chiefs did and the Eagles scored. Any team, again, to score uh 30 plus, yeah, minus $1. forty there. That cashes. How about this? KC to win and both teams to score 30 or more, 9-1. to Now, that's where you really start getting into some value. Uh, if, again, you thought that this would be a shootout, which it turned out to be. Kansas City to win and both teams to score at least 20 or more, plus 240, so not as, you know, boisterous as the 9-1. to That
6: that was a really good bet. Yep, the 240? Yeah, because did you see a scenario where either of these teams are held into the teens or yeah, single no, digits?
4: No, I did not. Now, again, I'm sure people might have had flashbacks of, the Chiefs being dominated by the Bucks' D-line, and coming in, the narrative was, what, 70 sacks from the front four? I think four guys for the Eagles defense had 11 or more sacks, and they registered zero, nada, against that Chiefs offensive line. So I was not one of those that thought it would be, I think the total for sacks was five and a half in the prop, way under. I think it was one total. That's because Hurts ran out of bounds on a scramble play, or else it really could have been zero sacks. I mean, there was not a pure you know, pocket sack in the game. So for, I I know a lot of people like that prop of the over Chris Jones, as dominant as he was against the Bengals. It just, it didn't manifest itself that way because the offensive lines were dominant from both sides.
6: I agree with you. And you know, the one thing I didn't think would happen in this game, the the mention of the Tampa game, the three critical injuries on the offensive line, this was a much healthier Kansas city offensive line. So that made a difference in this game. And I just didn't buy into one thing. Which was Philadelphia being as great and Hassan Redick being as great as everybody else thought he was. He was a chic pick for MVP. MVP? I was like, huh? Okay. Well, there's a lot of people that keep picking the Marlins to win the NL East, but somehow – we got to go back to the early 2000s for that to materialize again
4: that would be a creed reference cuz remember creed also did a, a open for <laughs> Marlins baseball back in the day there's a lot of creed talk today what I'm
5: was sure. it called again we looked it up Marlins again. win
4: uh, it's terrible so like again like not on saying Marlin's that's why it's Marlins
5: wings they, or something you know, like yeah. something like kind of made sense of like. it's
4: not why the eagles were doomed to lose eventually
6: but when you're rolling out Creed at practice, I just think you're, you're up against it. i got to be honest with you. There have been way too many Creed references on this show. A lot of them. I'm not saying that's why Nick Sirianni was moved to tears
4: before the game either. Also, a two-point conversion did convert. Now, there was only one attempted. Correct. So, at plus 240, boy, it seems like now, yeah, great, the ticket cashes. But you only have one scenario to get it. And fortunately for those two-point conversion backers, it got there. I think the worst prop or the one that was the most popular that did not even get close was Miles Sanders. Remember that talk? 61 and a half? What did he get you?
5: 10? Yeah, I'd I mean, like to hear what that whole story was the past three, four weeks.
4: What was that
5: all about? I mean, because we kind of all wrote it off. He, was, he wasn't he was getting as many carries because these were all kind of easy games for the Eagles really leading up to this. There but they was, didn't
4: game plan for him.
5: There was some kind of conversation of was he le- losing time and carries in that backfield. And then I don't know if you guys caught. I think it was on his first carry of the game. He gets hit out of bounds. Ball pops out. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, but we didn't see him hit the field much after that.
4: That's a great point, though, Kelly. That was the first offensive play, and you saw the the, the blue beaming bag come out, which it was a fumble by Miles Miles Sanders. I don't know if that – They ran Boston Scott down to the goal line. Gainwell thought he got in. They reversed it because the elbow was down. But it was like –
6: does Miles Sanders not exist and that was a prop a popular but, prop at 61 and a half uh rushing yards yeah but he only I mean he only had 12 yards rushing it wasn't just I mean to me he was ineffective right six carries for 12 yards yep that's not really getting it done so but the Kansas City running I'm sorry the Philadelphia running game was better with Jalen hurts than anybody else totally agree we'll talk about more of those props as we wrap up the Super Bowl and again now we're really getting into
4: For those that have not been paying attention, college basketball is going to take center station. Oh, by the way, Tiger Woods is playing golf this weekend, people. Don't forget about that. We'll talk about it all. Come back. It's Big Bets here on VC.
0: the
4: Sports Betting Network. Sports fans, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. So, Bet Rivers has got you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey same game parlay bet and get, weekend pro football and pro basketball, rather, bet and get, and much more. So, check out BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new ball game. I want to give you our pro tip here for our number two. Amal, it's something we talked about. Of course, you're going to look book to book. We understand that. Yeah. You're going to try to find the best of the numbers you can, but make sure to shop market to market, even within the same book, because it might not be exact the exact bet you're looking for, but it might be a better way to bet the same thing. What you you've done a really good job of is you're going to look for where it's basically the best bet, the the same bet, but depending on what you find, you can get a better number by betting essentially the same bet, but it's, you're
6: finding the, the manipulation in the numbers. Yeah, we talked about this when the props came out for the Super Bowl. Yep. There's going to be a great opportunity to, be able to really take advantage of it, and those are perfect examples. Unfortunately for people like ourselves here, um, in Nevada, we don't have access to DraftKings despite the fact that we're employees Yep, uh, because it's not legalized, unfortunately, in this state so far. Hopefully it'll eventually come to fruition, but uh, I think there's some areas where you can really kind of manipulate it to your advantage, and I don't even like the word manipulate because it's almost like something unscrupulous. Right, right, right. You're, just, you're just you're taking doing advantage du- of the numbers and yep. doing yeah due diligence yep. on it. Yeah, you're it, exactly right. So again,
4: it's it's you're not doing anything wrong. You're just finding being a smart better. You're finding the better of the number with essentially the, the same bet that's offered in two different ways. So again, that is the pro tip here for hour number two. As a Veasan Pro subscriber, all you have to do is go to Veasan.com. You can sort those out by show and or by sport. Uh, before we get back in our final thoughts on the Super Bowl, very quickly in the NHL tonight, I just want to talk about a couple games, see if there's anything that you like.
5: I got an NBA update real oh, quick oh. for you. LeBron James ruled out for this evening's game in Portland, ankle soreness. of. because he was
6: dancing during Rihanna. No, I, I was going to say, you know, um, it's on Monday getting out of there out of the Scottsdale Airport today is probably tough. A lot of PJs flying out.
5: That's true,
6: too. No LeBron James. PJs, private
5: jets. Dave. Oh, that's private what that is. Jets.
4: I was going to say, well, they wear one day PJs. We'll there. One day we'll they there. wear PJs to games a lot. If you watch <laughs> a lot of the true. players, they're in pajamas. Kuzma's probably game.
6: wearing that tonight. <laughs> the, also, one one quick update, breaking loose news from baseball. Oh. The MLB has approved to have the runner on second. Oh. Extra inning rule permanent for regular season games moving forward for 2023 and beyond. A runner will be placed at second base at the start of every extra inning game. Okay. I told, well, by the way, am I wrong in my statement about Rob Manfred?
4: I thought they were getting rid of the ghost runner. We're going back to the ghost runner, and now it's going to be in, for you, regular season?
6: Know, actually, this extends the game. Because I it, agree. It actually, it's so hard not to score with the runner starting on second base, especially if the team in the top of the inning scores. All you do is bunt the guy over. you got a runner on second what? base with less than two outs. I mean, third base with less than two outs. Why do they
5: never bunt, though? Like, Why, why do they never bunt?
6: Because and, most people in baseball are pretty dumb.
5: <laughs> right. It, it, and, by the way, if you're the home team
6: and you don't give up a run in the top half,
4: if you don't bunt that guy over to third, it's malpractice. I feel like they do it all the time. And D- they don't know how to bunt anymore. But no,
6: with Kelly's point, and you're correct, it is malpractice. A... No, but here's the thing. The other team, the, the visitors didn't score. And how are you not bunting the guy over? It's insane. One out,
4: winning run at third. How can... By the way, here's the thing that I have uh, such a problem with this. Basically, the message by Rob Manfred by doing this. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought this breaking news to the show. So this, again, remember, people, when you get to those totals and you go extra innings, oh,
6: oh, man. Oh, Dave, I wish buckle you would say that. Just, Just some har- horror up, shows. You know, you bring up a great point I wasn't even thinking about, which is the way these games are. And you see it in hockey with these empty, like the Minnesota Wild and oh, the man. Florida Panthers, both of these teams pull goaltenders like eight minutes to go down three goals. Yeah, don't worry about it. No problem. Oh, hey, Kelly. I didn't even honestly know they were playing tonight against each other. Oh, really? I, so, I, I, I swear it is the Panthers and so the. Wild, what is by this way. like
5: in game overs? As, as soon as we start well, the like, third period, it? yeah. <laughs> I
6: mean, if it's four to two, and it's going to be like an eight and a half. If you can get one more goal somewhere, you're going to at least wind up with eight because somebody's going to pull the goalie for a while. The problem is when it's a one-goal differential because then you're trying to avoid the icing. Right. But in a two and three goal, everybody—I mean, guys from the concession stand are taking shots. It's good to know. And good again, enough. that's the—that's what you see in hockey, right? We're talking about these totals in
4: baseball now with the ghost runner now being implemented for the rest of the season. Panthers and Wild tonight. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, just my 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 problem with this by Rob Manfred, the message that you're sending, and it might be subliminal, is that. Hey everybody, we know you want to go home from our product. So we're going to try to speed the game up so you don't have to watch our product. Like what are we doing? Like if I go to the uh, to a baseball game, I want to enjoy the baseball game and you're going to give me these gimmicky rules so you can get out of the stadium quicker, that's a terrible message for your product, Rob Manfred, that you know what? Hey, we get it. It's tied, you're bored, you want to go home. Th- that's your product. Like, enjoy the game the way it is. And if you don't enjoy the game, you don't like baseball. It's not for everybody. You can't switch the game to get millennials or whatever you're trying to grab. The game is the game. And when you put in these artificial rules to end it quicker, what message are you sending to the general public?
5: I You love can't your- handle the truth by Dave Ross. No, I Thank thought
4: that you. was
6: a great summation he had in terms of this rule. I mean, look, come out and say our TV partners are forcing us to do this because they want the games to end sooner. Uh, unreal. I you know I've never heard somebody go you know you know came out the Dodgers game today I'll tell you what man it's the seventh inning this game's lasting too long peace yeah, I'm out and what? we're still we're still not doing a pitch clock right like I would much rather
5: have that Dave well, than I, I think the here. problem
6: is the Nomar Garcia Para wanna be stepping out on every play readjusting the batting gloves mm-hmm. I, I would be plugging balls in these guys' pie holes every time Garcia par with the batting gloves adjustment. Give me a break. Well, I don't know. I mean,
5: you know, do a, do a pitch clock, do a batter's clock. I don't care. They you have get in the tennis, box, man. In tennis.
6: They have the serve clock. And by the way, you? can we stop the review when the guy slides and his and his shin is like a millimeter off the base? Give me the spirit of the rule, not not the. I mean, we're not here in a court of law. It was, like, it was like that Goddard catch yesterday. I don't think it was a catch, but it, to me, in the spirit of the game, it was a catch. Right, and, and see, this is what we're getting back. Like, baseball is so
4: concerned with time for a game that does not have a clock, right? That, that's kind of been the beauty of baseball through the generations. Yeah. It, you go there, you just take in a day, you can go watch the ball game. Now they're so consumed with time. Like, to Kelly's point, if you really are, then put the pitch clock in. What? If you're really, if you're, the signal is our game is too long. That, that seems to be the problem. Yes, correct. So we get the extra innings, we got to figure out a way to get this, wrap this thing up. Then,
6: like, it just, it's counterintuitive what to me. The, what is this, Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> wrap it up, it's getting late. Right. Like, I go to, if I watch a football game and I get it
4: time in football because they want to get to the next window for a one o'clock game or a four o'clock game, they want to wrap it up. So they have these goofy rules to like a 10 minute overtime period. Like, that's not, that's but, not to me, let's play it out the way it's supposed to be played out in, in all major sports. And if your problem is it's too long, then you should really look introspectively
6: of your product. I would agree with you there. I had a friend of mine in 2015 said they should go to seven innings. It's- Look, if that's what it would take. Now, rules, would I mean, uh, records would be different and yeah, all this. Yeah.
4: But we've also altered from 140 to 162.
6: Listen, we've changed it throughout time. Don't worry about the history of the game. You let Scott Rowland in the Hall of Fame. The <laughs> Hall of Fame has just been voided. Are you kidding me? Scott <laughs> right Rowland getting in? How the hell is Todd Helton not in, but Scott Rowland gets in? Wait
4: a minute, uh, Your Honor. Keith Hernandez isn't in? If we're going to put in Scott Rowland because he's a great defensive third baseman and we can't put in the greatest defensive first baseman of all time who won – Two two World
5: Series and an MVP? Did Scott Rowland ever win an MVP? I mean, this is a travesty. You guys just can't bring you can't bring up his name without without my very very Philadelphia uncles in the back of my head. So Kelly, that's how you play the game of baseball, right there. It's a tough defensive minded third base. Sure, if his name was Michael Jack Schmidt, <laughs> there you go. I By mean, the way,
6: come on. In Philadelphia sports,
4: like now the Eagles get there, they lose. They're they're, they're becoming bridesmaids a little bit here. Is this still like Philly in the pantheon of
6: uh, of cities? Are, how are they viewed? Are they a winning city? Well, they lost the MLS Cup. They lost the World Series, and they lost the Super Bowl. And I can tell you right now, mm. nobody's crying for anybody in Bucks County or in the 215. That, that's just factual. So, again, we're going to be turning the page here. Uh, certainly baseball coming up right around the horizon. But, again, Philadelphia
4: has been a great a sports year, but you came up short in three of them, three of the finals, in soccer, baseball, and now football. But
6: they they weren't winning in baseball.
4: Mm. They, they weren't beating the Strohs. No, it, it, and we knew that Bryce Harper was not the same guy. By the way, I think he had surgery, and you hope he comes back healthy for, for next year. But it's going to be interesting looking at the Eagles in the future, looking at the Phillies in the future, and, and certainly where are the and the 76ers got an opportunity this year. But I know the great Doc Rivers might hold them back a little bit. So, I just
6: said it. I was about to.
4: But in, in the final minute that we have, as we do wrap up the uh, NFL season, what's your biggest takeaway
6: now that football has come and gone? You're going to have to bet overs. You're going to have to wait on teams in the futures market because the numbers don't change that much. I think those are the two big things. And the way the games are officiated, you see it. I mean, 73 points yesterday, I, there wasn't a holding call in sight. They don't want to make calls in the playoffs.
4: No, they don't. I think it's a great synopsis of the season. I mean, the, the league wants points, and they were—they it was challenging at times. Absolutely, all the rules still favored the offense. We saw it in the final two minutes. i so, all great stuff as always. Thanks to Kelly and to Kevin behind the glass. Don't go anywhere. The final, final countdown is next here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
1: Sumo Play.